Good morning. Good morning to you online as well. We're glad you're with us. I know there's a lot of coughing and everything out in the audience and a lot of people this time of year um, dealing with some sickness and so we're um, praying you can stay well um, during this time. Um, let me kind of tell you, uh, January 1st, um, we're going to start as a church reading through the Bible in a year together again. We're going to follow uh, Bible Project on Version will be the primary. Um, we will have hard copies in the foyer that's like 85 pages long because there's a lot of resources and stuff, but I would really recommend if you don't know how to use the Version app and you have the ability to do that on your phone, ask someone um, who's a little younger than you how to do this and set it up, but we'll get more information out to you here in the next few Days. Well, the passage this morning that I want to start with is probably the most heard passage of all of Scripture in at least America since 1965. Charles Schultz's Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas, where Linus recites Luke 2, 8 through 20. And you think about how a cartoon somehow has the reach that it has to speak the Word of God to millions and millions of people. And, and so this is one of those passages that's so, so well known just simply because of a scene from a cartoon in 1965 that comes on our TVs every single year. And I'll tell you, as I was working through this passage, it probably leaves me with more questions than it does answers. It probably leaves me with more questions than answers. In fact, there's one really big question for me that comes with the story. So I want to read for you, starting in chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those in whom His favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that... The, see this thing that the, has happened, excuse me, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. 
So you've heard this passage numerous, numerous times. And I was thinking about it this week and something just crazy popped into my mind. And I know I probably think a little different than everyone else. It's kind of why I'm weird or whatever. But I I had this question that popped into my mind that I think is really, really, really important. It's probably a question you've never even thought about with this passage. Okay, So, So here it is. What happened to the sheep? What happened to the sheep? There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appears to them. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. The angel comes to them and says, Hey, today in the town of David in Bethlehem, there's a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, has been born. And it says they hurried off to see this thing that the Lord had told them about. What happened to the sheep? See, they had a job with one responsibility. Here's the flock. You take care of the sheep. You make sure the sheep have water. You make sure the sheep have food. You make sure the sheep are protected. Here's your job description. One sentence. Take care of the sheep. And my guess is by Luke's description of the shepherds hurrying off to see the baby. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they were running through the the countryside saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, sheep, come on, come on. But from Luke's description, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they had a job and a responsibility that they abandoned To go where they were told. It seems like they had a responsibility. Like that's how they get their paycheck. That's how they feed their family. That's how they take care of things. And they abandon it. To go to Bethlehem. What happened? To the sheep. What happened to the sheep? In 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower was quoting Dr. J. Roscoe Miller. And he said this, I have two kinds of problems. The urgent and the important. The urgent are not important. And the important are never urgent. You have the urgent problems, those things that need to be taken care of. And you have the important things that need to be taken care of. The urgent 
and the important, the urgent and the important. And I started thinking, do you remember the story where Jesus comes to Martha's house? And Martha's running around making preparations, making sure things are clean, making sure there's food. And she goes to Jesus to complain because her sister Mary is not pulling her weight, is not doing what she should do to help get ready for Jesus being there. And here's what Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. See, and I started thinking, why is it that the urgent always takes precedent over the important? And I think it's because the urgent always has a deadline. If the sheep don't eat, there is a deadline, literally. Right? If the sheep aren't protected... There is a deadline. And I started to think, maybe, maybe it's not just simply two categories of the urgent and the important. Maybe within the important, there are two other categories of temporary and eternal. Maybe there are some bigger, weightier things in this world that require our attention. Maybe there are some bigger, weightier things in this world that need us to give our focus to because they matter not just simply for making it through today, but they matter for eternity. See, because here, here I would argue that the shepherd's responsibility was pretty important. Right? That was their job. That was their responsibility. People who own the flock are responsible and putting their responsibility in their hands to take care of this flock. The sheep are dependent. I would say it's pretty important. But it's a question, is it a temporary important? Or is it more reaching is an internal. See, because Mary's message from the angel, the one that Mary got, was that there's this kingdom that's coming through this Christ that will have no end. That there was this eternal importance. And presumably, these shepherds have a choice. They have a choice. I can take care of the sheep or I can go see Jesus. I, I can do what I'm supposed to be responsible for, what the weight falls on me for, or I can go see Jesus. And, and the reason that question, what happened to the sheep, are so important is because I started thinking this week, how often do I choose the sheep over Jesus? 
How often do I choose the sheep over Jesus? Because I have responsibilities. I have things that are really important. I have people who are depending on me for certain things. I have a family, and it's important, and it matters. But I'll tell you so many times in my life, I pass up opportunities to be with Jesus. For things that may be important. But things that are temporary. Jesus told us. As he called his followers. That we were going to have this tension through our life. This struggle to follow him and to be with him amidst all the other things that are going on in our life that fight for our attention and fight for our focus. Right? In, in Luke chapter 9, just a little bit later in this gospel, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me, but he replied, Lord, First, let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for, the ser is fit for service in the kingdom of God. How often, how often do you choose the sheep over Jesus? How many times have you been on your way to a store and passed someone in need and walked right by? How often have you had an opportunity to call or text someone, to pray with someone, but you had so many other things going on, All right? Because right now, this time of year, we flood our schedules. I mean, it looks like someone vomited on Broadway, cars. Like, it's insane. And there's so many places to be and so many preparations that need to be made and meals that need to be cooked and family coming in. We, we get so busy that we just forget there's a greater purpose in our life than all the stuff that we think we need to do. See, the... The, the amazing part of this message, maybe the most amazing part of this story, is that God's glory shines all around them and they actually 
have the space and the capacity in their life to notice it. I wonder how often God's glory is seen in our world and in our lives and we just miss it because we're busy running from one thing to the next. You know, last week we said maybe the most, we think the most powerful tool in the hand of God is a person who's got skills or talents or resources or is qualified. But maybe the most powerful tool in the hand of God is an available person. Zachariah, who hears from an angel, is, is in the temple praying. Mary is in this small little village off the beaten path. The shepherds are out in the field at night keeping watch over the flock. Maybe the reason they hear from God, maybe the reason they saw and heard, maybe the reason that they recognized the glory of God was because they had the space to do it. But it's so interesting to me. I don't know if you can remember back, I know you have like detailed, detailed notes of all of my sermons. But we started 2020 with a series called Peace and Quiet, Developing the Discipline of Slowing Down in a World Intent on Speeding Up. And then we finished that series and we stopped coming to church because COVID hit and our world shut down. And all of us, there was for at least a moment this kind of breath. Oh my goodness, I don't have anything on the schedule. And it got really old really quick. We wanted to get back busy again. But it forced us to slow down. And I don't know about you, but all of us were saying, or at least I was saying, I need to develop more space in my schedule. I need to slow down more because this has been really good for me. This has been really healthy for me. But as things have picked back up, I've noticed my schedule has started to look just like it did back then because I thought there were some things that were really important that need to be kind of filtered out in my life that all kind of filtered their way back in and I think I'm just as busy now as I was then and I have so many things going on but I wonder If the shepherds hadn't seen and heard from the angel and hadn't traveled to Bethlehem to be with Jesus, if they hadn't seen and heard him, if they would have been able to go and tell anyone about But they go and they see and they leave to go and tell. To go and announce what has happened. And so many times I miss those opportunities to be with Jesus. For for me, one of the most powerful scriptures 
as far as our influence in this world happens in Acts chapter 4. Peter and John are on trial. And they're giving this account and they're telling what Jesus has done. I want you to listen to what they say about Peter and John. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I wonder... Can people tell that you have been with Jesus? How often do we choose the sheep over Jesus? And maybe even a bigger question, is it possible to spend so much time doing stuff for Jesus that we fail to make time to be with Jesus. Maybe one of the greatest things we could do in our life, just simply every day, almost like if we just had a pause button for ourselves and for our rhythms, and for our life, just to say, okay, stop. I'm just going to be in the presence of Jesus. Because I believe that has the power to transform and change who I am. If I will only make it a priority to take the time to do it. If I'll only stop, because right now, guys, there, there's so many things, right? There's so many things that you have to do. But only one thing matters. Because that one thing has the power and the ability to transform every other aspect of your life. To simply be in the presence of God. And I know there are parties to prepare for. And there are presents to buy. And there's traffic to sit in. And there's family coming or going. But in your life, do you make time to just simply sit in the presence of God? You make time to see and be with Jesus. Maybe the beauty of this season is it's where the important and the eternal collide. So, as you hear this passage read this Christmas, I want you to ask yourself a really important question What happened? To the sheep. What happened to the sheep? Father, there are so many times in our life I think that we choose 
something that's not as great as you. Sometimes in the preparations, in the busyness, in the chaos, we find ourselves missing opportunity after opportunity to be with you and to proclaim your good news, to go tell the world about Jesus. Because of our tunnel vision that's so focused on all the things that we think are so important. Father, today would you call us back and remind us of the things that truly matter. Things that transform and have the power to change this world. Because, Father, our world right now needs more than ever the power and the presence of Jesus. And, Father, you have left that message in our hands. We are the hands, we are the feet, we are the mouth that brings that good news into this world. But, Father, that good news does not come into this world if we don't develop the discipline of spending time with you. May we be like the shepherds who are willing to abandon the things that we know are important for the one that is far more important. That it would transform and change our life and our world. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus and his gift coming to earth as a child, enduring the pain and the scorn of the cross so that his glory may be seen in this world. Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If we could help you in any way today, our shepherds, their spouses are going to be in the back of the auditorium. If you've never given your life to Christ, been baptized in him, today would be an amazing day to do that. But if we could just simply pray for you, whatever you need, we would love to help you while we stand and sing.